Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Lesson 339, Course in Miracles podcast. I just had a beautiful and transcendent experience with this band plus 44. They're called, they're a Blink-182 side project from 2006 and it was an album that I was obsessed with in the last and absolute darkest last days <clears throat> of my addiction and the absolute darkest days of my entire life. And it just came on shuffle and I was like, wait a minute, I have to listen to this. I have to listen to this album all the way through. And I put it on and I remember, I mean, I could remember each part like perfectly like each little nuance of the music because I've listened to it so many times and it it brought up all these memories that I had completely buried away like it brought back this one neighborhood that I the memory of this one neighborhood I used to buy dope in which was like a super sketchy housing project on the west side of Chicago like you had to walk like six blocks to get there from the train and it was just so sketchy and took me to the train, like where I would ride the train, and there was these other two junkies on the train, and I would see them, and they would we, we were kind of friends, you know, but we were like junkie pals, you know. And I remembered them. One of them, I can't remember, one of them's name was Jessica, and I think the other one's name was Matt. And they were just like this couple that was totally in love with each other, and they were complete heroin addicts, heroin addict love. It does exist. It was true love, too. You could complete, they were complete soulmates. And um, anyway, it just took me there. And then, you know, the point is, my point in sharing that is that, you know, the ego will take you to very dark places. The ego will take you to deadly places. The ego will take you to places that will kill you. The ego will take you to crack houses. The ego will take you, uh, put you behind the wheel of a car. Um, the ego will do everything it can to destroy you. It's also, you know, interestingly a tool for survival, but it will, uh, that's, that's the game the ego plays, no joke. Um, and so this is why, you know, in traditional Christianity, you would just say, there's no escaping this. Jesus died for this. Thank you. And you, you seek salvation, right? Jesus died for you to do that. And all you need to do is accept him as your personal savior and you're free. And there's a heck of a lot, if not all, of the validity in the world to that. Course in Miracles, we're just doing a different, again, interpretation, a specialized interpretation in which we are connecting with the thinking of Christ, connecting with the thinking of the Holy Spirit, and then allowing Jesus and the Holy Spirit to work things out all around us. Um, just finishing this book by Pema Chodron called Welcoming the Unwelcome. Really beautiful book, very quick, easy read, and falls just right into line with this stuff. It, it, it's all connected. It's all connected, and it's all related, and it's all a little distinct from one another. Like the course is a little distinct from the 12 steps. The 12 steps is a little distinct from the Pema Chodron, you know, Buddhist stuff. It's, it's, but it's all very similar. And traditional Christianity kind of stands on its own. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think it's I think it's 
you know, Jesus died for your sins. Jesus went to the cross for your sins. Jesus went to the cross because your ego is so insane, there's no saving you from it. So he's like, God, send me down, or God just sends him down. It's like, you're, you're going to get tortured. You're going to tell people to love each other, and then you're going to get tortured. And a whole bunch of other, there's a whole bunch of other stuff Jesus said. I'm not familiar with the traditional, with like what the Bible, with everything that Jesus said in the Bible by a long shot. I'm just not. Um, but this is where we are. A close friend of mine, this wonderful soul named Asha, she's been my friend for over 10 years. Her partner of like six years, just longer than that, like eight years, just died. They were on a little break or something. I think maybe they were completely broken up this time, but <clears throat> she hadn't heard from him in a while. And then they found him in the, um, like he had been in his dead in his apartment for like two weeks. And so one of the things Pema Chodron talks about <clears throat> in her book is when your bubble bursts. So like life is just one way. You get really used to being life one life being one way. You get comfortable with life being one way. And then all of a sudden it's another way. Like all of a sudden in an instant life is another way. And so how do we how do we welcome the unwelcome? Well, we practice meditation, we practice prayer, we practice course of miracles. It's like the example I shared from let <coughs> lesson 129 or 130 when I had the broken arm. Life, my bubble burst. I was as stoked as could possibly be one second, the next second I was broken, fractured. My bubble had burst, right? And what did I do? I connected with the thinking of the Holy Spirit. And so God is here to help us through these awful things that he, he puts us through. Why does he put us through them? I don't know. I don't know. I want to go to the I want to go to the fluffy world for the next world where there's like you feel pressure but you don't feel pain. You're like, "Oh, there's some pressure on my arm. I better stop what I'm doing, but it's not pain." That's the world I want to go to next. Anyway, <coughs> forgive the long-winded intro. Lesson 139, I will receive whatever I request. No one desires pain, but he can think that pain is pleasure. No one would avoid his happiness, but he can think that joy is painful, threatening, and dangerous. Everyone will receive what he requests, but he could be confused indeed about the things he wants, the state he would attain. What can he then request that he would want when he receives it? He has asked for what will frighten him and bring him suffering. Let us resolve today to ask for what we really want, and only this, that we may spend this day in fearlessness without confusing pain with joy or fear with love. That's the text. So, so you can think that pain is pleasure. That's kind of like when you get off on being angry. That's like me on a YouTube rampage where I'm just, you know, watching the deterioration of the cities and thinking and just getting angry and I'm associating it's actually pleasure that I associate that with pleasure in some very twisted way and um, then you know conversely listening to some beautiful beautiful music uh, I can that, that's joyous I can interpret that I can think that that is painful threatening or dangerous right so we get what we ask for you get what you ask for whether you like it or not right so here's the prayer. Father, this is your day. It is a day in which I would do nothing by myself but hear your voice in everything I do. Requesting only that what you offer me, accepting only thoughts you share with me.
So say yes to Jesus' thoughts. <clears throat> How do you do that? You spend 5 or 10 or 15 minutes with him in the morning, maybe half an hour, maybe longer. You ask him to direct your thinking. You do the Course in Miracles lesson. You read pages 86 through 88 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which also talks about, by the way, uh, making use of what clergy have to offer. I like to say the guardian angel prayer. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom his love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light and rule, to light and guide, to rule and guide, something like that. I'll memorize it here one of these days. But anyway, you you connect. And if you the, the you take the time in the morning to connect, first thing, your day, you, you, you can in a lot of ways predict the future of how your day will go. Doesn't mean that there won't be things that happen. Doesn't mean that life won't life you, because it will. But what this stuff does is it prepares us in such a way that we deal with it. In the recovery programs, it's astonishing to watch people who turned to alcohol and drugs every possible time they could for everything good or bad. And they have the awakening and they can get through anything that life throws at them. Anything. And you watch people walk through these things in life with dignity and grace and not pick up drinks or drugs, and that's amazing. And that is all due to God. And it's due to the people who the, that, that surrendered to God and took the actions necessary or took the actions in accordance with surrender to God, because surrender is passive or active. It's not passive. Surrender is, okay, God, I will do the thing that you want me to do. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.